Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Hi, everybody. How are we doing today? Hopefully you're all doing well. We've got a really fun episode for you today. Hold on a second, Matt. Aren't all of our episodes fun? Come on now. Well, I mean, I like to think so. I guess if you're here, you're probably having some enjoyment out of this. It's episode, what, 33? I would hope so. I I would absolutely hope so. Um, Real quick, before we even get started, Matt, I hope everyone had a chance to check out the article in podcast magazine that uh, is out in July. I know we mentioned it in our Mandalorian episode last episode, uh, but we are just stoked to be featured in this magazine um, in terms of just kind of an up and coming under the radar. Matt, I know when we first heard the news, we were just excited, weren't you? I I couldn't go to sleep that night. I stayed up till like (laughs) 2.30 in the morning because I was so excited. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. So if you haven't checked it out, go to podcastmagazine.com. You can subscribe. There's like digital subscription, I think, for $8 a month. You know, 20,000 subscribers. If you're into podcasts, that's pretty cool, I, I got to say. And, and, and hopefully this isn't the last touch point we're going to have with Podcast Magazine. We're hoping to see some stuff in the future as well. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. So that out of the way, Matt, what are we talking about today? Before we start, I do want to give a one-minute episode here. It's an episode within an episode. Look, you're getting so much value of this episode. Um, So many of you know Artemis Fowl came out on uh, Disney+, and I watched it. (laughs) I have never read the book, so I do not know uh, anything about how it followed the book, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Hour and a half of your time. Fun story. Fun characters, nothing mind-boggling. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Okay, there it is. And the reason why we're not doing a, a full episode on it is it is very much a niche movie. Even though Matt sounds like he enjoyed it, I have heard some not-so-glorious reviews from people who have read the book. I myself have not had a chance to watch it. I do plan to at some point. Anyway, Matt, what are we uh, what are we talking about today? So many of you know that Casey and I, our Disney background is in the Disney store. Um, Way back in very first episode, you know, my Disney experience started at the Disney store when I was like three. And then both Casey and I have worked at the Disney store. And so we are very much into the merchandising of it. So we, we wanted to do a merch episode and talk a little bit about where we like to get our merch and what the different types of merch there are, because I think people think, oh, it's just Disney stuff and all Disney stuff is created equally. And ultimately it's not. And then also talk about some of the stuff that we have in our collection and we'll definitely post some pictures. Um, It's, it's so much fun to uh, share our merch with Disney fans and then in turn have you share what's a part of your collection as well. So we'll definitely be calling that out uh, as well throughout the episode. To Matt's point and what he was talking about, he raised a really important point. I have been collecting Disney stuff for as long as I've worked at the Disney store and probably before, you know, since I really started enjoying Disney back in 2010. So it's actually relatively newer for me, but Disney or what they oftentimes like to say Disneyana is really what it's referred to has been around for as long as Mickey Mouse has been around. I mean, Walt 
licensed out the likeness to Mickey Mouse and some of those original stuffed characters that were created back in the 1930s, really, 19, probably even early as 1929, are, are worth some amazing amounts of money. In fact, you can go to a lot of museums and see some of those original stuffed mice. What Matt referenced there, and it's really important to point this out, is that not all Disney product is created equal. One of the things that Matt and I both heard often, 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 from people who were planning Disney trips and we would help them at the Disney store was, I'll just stop over at CVS down there in Orlando and pick up the souvenirs or I'll, I'll pop down there to Walgreens and pick up, you know, a couple of plush Mickey mouses. And while you are dealing with licensed characters and yes, Disney licenses it out, you are not dealing with the same level of quality that you're going to get when you buy from a, um, a Disney store, uh, even a Disney collection, let's say like at a JCPenney, or definitely what you're going to get at a Disney park. And so I think it's worth, before we even jump into collections, Matt, maybe to just walk our guests through the different layers, our listeners through the different layers of quality when it comes to Disney product. Do you think that's worth a couple of minutes? Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to go through all the boring logistics, but also if you're listening to this podcast, there's probably a little bit of you that likes boring logistics. I know I do. <laughs> I do too. So let's, let's start at the top. So, so when you go to a Walt Disney world or you go to a Disneyland or you go to any park around the world, you are dealing with authentic Disney parks merchandise. In fact, when you flip the tag over, Right now, the, the current tags are oftentimes just going to say authentic Disney parks. It's, it's going to be the same whether you're at Disney World or Disneyland or you go over to Disneyland Paris. It's going to say authentic Disney parks. Most of that stuff, not all of it, but most of what you buy in the parks is going to be exclusive to the park. Uh, and I say most, not all, because when we get to our next level here in a second, you're going to find that there is going to be a mix. But most of that stuff is authentic and only exclusively purchased in the parks. Or in some cases, you can also get it on shopdisney.com under their park section. From a quality perspective, this is the best of the best. Plain and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, parks. park stuff is just... I, I don't know necessarily how to describe why it's better, but it just is. And I'm sure all, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast who who uh, uh, collects things from Disney parks is nodding their head right now. And, and um, it, it just it just is. It feels better too to collect it because it, you know that, it, and a lot of times there's a memory tied to it or there's a special moment tied to it. But yeah, it's just from a quality perspective. And here, and you said you may not know the reason why. This is my theory, it's speculation. I don't have any inside knowledge, but I think part of it is you have tourists, you have people from all over the world who have spent thousands of dollars to enjoy that trip to the park. The worst thing the Walt Disney Company could do would be to sell them something that's so cheap that's going to break before they even make it home. So they've got to make it uh, a better quality for the guest, right? So that's going to be your, your, number, uh, your number one top layer quality stuff. Then, of course, we get down to our second layer, which is stuff and purchased from a Disney store. So, Matt, do you want to walk people through that process a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And you may not know a lot of the updated stuff because it's changed so much. You know, it, it used to be that you could only get park stuff down at the parks. And that's not so much the case anymore. 
Disney has restructured where Disney store and Disney parks are now Disney consumer products. And so we are starting to see select Disney stores have parks items. And I mean, I remember when we got these in at the Disney store, they flew off the shelf. Anytime we got a park thing, it just flew. Yeah. And and the thing is, is, that's what makes Disney Store so special. Now, keep in mind, I know that a lot of you listening may not have a Disney Store in your area. Uh, there are select. They're not in every state. Some areas have more than others. But the thing about Disney Stores is they're going to carry a combination of parks merchandise and exclusive Disney Store merchandise. And the way you're going to know that it's Disney Store merchandise is it's oftentimes going to be branded Disney Store right on the packaging. Or currently what you're going to start to see is it's just branded Disney and it's got a castle with it. Those two things are usually indications that it's going to be Disney Store uh, exclusive merchandise. And that you're dealing with if it's Disney park stuff, it's the same quality as what you would get down in the parks. If it's Disney store stuff, it's almost exactly the same quality stuff. In fact, as Matt just pointed out, the the two brands have, have really kind of merged together. And so you're going to start to find a lot of that great stuff. And it's not just kids stuff anymore. It's not just toys. It's not just stuffed animals. There's a lot of collectibles that you can oftentimes find both at Disney store and shopdisney.com. Yeah, okay. the, the amount of cool stuff that we got in at the Disney store for the adult fan was was mind boggling. Like you, you'd open stuff up and be like, this is so cool. I, yeah. I, I'm, we, would, we would open up boxes during shipment and be like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's and the quality is something that you can see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember looking at like a, a Mickey Mouse plush is like the most quintessential Disney thing that somebody could own. And you look at Mickey Mouse plush at the Disney store and then you go to Target or Walmart or something like that. And you look at the Mickey Mouse plush and you just go, oof. Yeah. Oof. And, and so that and that's a great segue into kind of the next category. So um, a few years back, I'd say this was about five or six years back. Disney Disney uh, and Disney Store partnered with JC Penney, you know, a national retailer, and they brought into their most of their stores a Disney shop. And oftentimes what you will find at JC Penney in the Disney shop if you look closely at the tags is merchandise that says Disney Collection. And it's very important to pay attention to that because that brings us down to our third layer. It, it, it has some of the same patterns, it has some of the same builds as you might find at the Disney store, but the material might not be the same. It might be a lesser material. It might be a polyester blend versus a different kind of blend you might find at the Disney store. And so you're going to get lesser less use out of it. But for the kid who just wants the Mickey Mouse plush or for the kid who wants the classic Ariel doll or the, the baby doll, you know, Elsa, this is a great option if you don't want to spend as much as you might spend at a Disney store or a Disney park. So look for that Disney collection logo. Finally, our fourth category, Matt, why don't you go ahead and explain to them what that is? Uh, This is the... I would dub this the hit and miss category. (laughs) And that is the stuff that is licensed by Disney. So the perfect example of a hit would be stuff like Hot Topic and Box Lunch. 
I, I think they have really great collections. A couple of years back, they had a Fantasia collection and I have yeah. at least three things in my house that are from that collection. And they're really nice. Or like a Funko Pop would be another hit. Yes. That's another example. Yes. And then you have the miss. And that would be a lot of times what I see when I walk down the aisles of Walmart or Target or something like that, where it, you just go, oh, ah, is, is that, yeah. are you sure it's Mickey Mouse? <laughs> yeah. To a two-year-old, they may not know the difference. But if you're looking for something of quality, and a lot of times you can just look at the stitching and know, oh, that's not right. And this isn't just Disney who does this, by the way. I mean, when you look at any major brands, you're going to have, you know, good, better, best, and, and like prestigious collectible quality. You know, Disney's no different. And so, again, this stuff is not going to say Disney Store on it. It's not going to say Disney Parks on it. It's not going to say Disney Collection on it. It's just going to say Disney with a circle, with an oval around it. That's it. Depending on what franchise it is, it may have the franchise. So there are different franchises, for example, the Disney Princess franchise, which encompasses the 12 Disney princesses that are official Disney princesses that might say Disney princess on it. Or if it's part of the fairies line, like Tinkerbell and all of her pals, right? Frozen is its own franchise. Star Wars is its own franchise, right? So being aware of that, the reason why we wanted to take you through this, that basically a tutorial for the first half of the show is as we kind of get into collecting understanding what may be worth collecting versus what may be worth bypassing um, at the store. Let me say this, Casey, as we transition into collecting, there isn't a wrong way to collect. No. That if you are into stuff that is licensed by Disney and not authentic Disney, that's really cool. Um, but there, there's nothing wrong with that. So we don't want to necessarily say um, that that's the wrong way to collect. But I, I will say, I, I believe that most of our listeners are probably Disney fans enough that you want that quality. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and like you said, I think it, it's very important. You know, I, I consider myself a self-described Disney merchandise snob to some degree. I mean, I, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I, it, I, but like you said, there is no wrong way to Disneyana at all. And in fact, there are so many ways to collect Disney stuff that it can be simply overwhelming. And I think part of it is beginning with the end in mind and realizing you're never going to collect everything of everything. It's everything. First of all, you're not going to collect everything, everything at all, but you're barely ever going to collect everything of anything, if that makes sense, right? These collections have been around for decades. Uh, you know, we talked about plush Mickey Mouses. They have been around since 1928, 1929. So we're talking almost a century's worth of product. And so I think a good start here, Matt, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is find out what you want to collect based on what interests you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about our collections, but you you can kind of see our interests based on what we like to collect. You're absolutely right, Matt. I think when you look at our when you look at our different collections that we have, you'll start to kind of see what we place value in. You know, we had an episode a few weeks back where we talked about are pins, pin collections, and you're not as big of a pin collector where I'm looking at my pins and I'm very proud 
of the pins that I have. In fact, when we talked a few weeks back about pins, I the the Pride collection for June had not even come out. And I want to say a week after they released the Pride collection and I picked up the newest Pride pin for Walt Disney World. I picked up the four pack pin limited release set and they're now officially on my pin board because again, those that's a collection that I have. So if you're looking to start any kind of collection, it can be a character. It can be a type of merchandise. It can be a category of merchandise. It can be a, um, a particular, maybe you just collect dolls in general and you want to add to that and make them Disney dolls. You know, Disney has come out with, through the years, through the decades really, limited release and limited edition collectible dolls i mean matt how many of those did we sell on busy tuesdays and saturdays when they would release in our store right yeah there i mean there's people out there that that's they have rooms full of these limited edition dolls and figures and and there was a real collector base out there that did those things I, I I am not in that collector base. I, I I'm I'm not as much into the limited edition stuff as as I think some collectors are. Yeah, I think again it comes down to what excites you. We're gonna take a quick break to hear a word from our partners. Hey, beers and airs listeners, Casey and Matt here. You've heard us talk about our partner Riss and Cal. You know we've touched on their wireless earbuds, which connect right to your smartphone but they've also got a lot of other great stuff as well. I use their four-in-one charging station every day. It can charge my phone, a smartwatch that charges with a magnet, and even my earbuds. You can also check out their Bluetooth selfie stick, a three-in-one charger, and even a silicone accessory kit that comes in either black or white. Yeah, you know, this company checks the two boxes that I love in a product, which is great quality product without having to pay an arm and a leg. I've been playing around with the accessory kit. So this comes with uh, rubber things for the earbuds so they don't fall out of my ears and things to hold the earbuds so they stay in. I always have a terrible time with that and these uh, work like a charm. So go to fourfrills.com shop and use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S. You'll get 15% off your order, plus a free $10 gift of your choice when you spend $50 or more. And if you have trouble picking just one thing, they've even got a 31-piece bundle that includes everything. Don't forget that a portion of their profits will go to help local charities in need. All right, back to the show. So I think this is probably a good point to where we can maybe bring up some of our personal collections. For me... I have been collecting Mickey Mouse plush for as long as I can remember. I don't really know which one was my first. I'm looking at my Mickey collection as we speak right now. And like I said, I probably have over uh, close to a hundred different Mickey Mouse plush, everything from zoom zooms to foofies to emojis. I've made it a point, And this is again, where there's no wrong way to do this. I've made it a point that whenever I visit the park, I always get at least one plush Mickey Mouse while I'm in the park. If it's uh, if there's a year Mickey Mouse that's been released, I will pick that one up because it commemorates the year that I went. S- sometimes it's fun to collect the different styles of Mickey Mouse. Like there's an Indiana Jones Mickey Mouse at Hollywood Studios to you know represent Indiana Jones. There's a Space Mountain one, which to this day I still haven't gotten. Every time I go down there, I say I'm going to get it, but I, I haven't gotten it. <laughs> and, and, 
by the way, this is just my generic Mickey Mouse collection. I also have downstairs in my holiday plush probably another 20 different holiday plush down in my Halloween, another 20 Halloween Mickey plush. Because again, the Disney store releases commemorative year by year uh, themed Mickey and Minnie's usually Mickey's for pretty much every season you can think of. They've got them for Halloween. They've got them for Christmas. They got them for Easter. Uh, what's another one? Fourth of July. Fourth, uh, yeah, they usually do like an Americana one. I picked the Americana one up. I've got a rainbow one, the pride one. In fact, I've got a new pride one coming from D23. That was an exclusive that just released this month. I'm going to get it next month. Um, I just, yeah. And then, and then of course, Disney just released the, the ink and paint collection in the last couple of months. I love and that I, collection. Oh, I do too. And they've got inside of a paint can, five different colored sorcerer Mickeys. They're probably about 11 inches tall. Uh, there's blue, there's green magenta. Uh, what's the other one there? Blue, green magenta. And I think it's purple. Oh, no, red. I'm sorry, red. And then there's also a white one that's got multicolored paint all over him. And that's the one I wanted, but of course they come in mystery cans. So as we've been in quarantine, <laughs> I uh, I ordered two. I got two of the same color. I got two red. And so I ordered three more. And then I got, so by the time I, I ended up ordering eight in total, and I got all five that I wanted. So I have three extra, which we're going to talk about a little bit later here in just a minute. But Anyway, that's my Mickey Mouse collection, and I love my Mickey Mouse collection, and it's not complete. It will never be complete, but I can look at it, and it sparks joy. Yeah, what's, your, what's yours, Matt? What do you got? I collect random stuff. <laughs> I, I, I love so much of Disney and so many movies that, honestly, I try to get something from movies that I don't have so okay. my collection is just all over the place. And um, I, I, I also have a new level of Disney merchandise that I'll, I'll get to in just a moment. But my, my prize parks possession is a while back, they did Mr. Potato Heads, where then they had Disney park specific pieces that you could get for them. Ooh. And so I have a Mr. Potato Head and... You know, of course, you know, you've got like ears and a nose and things like that. But I have a Sorcerer Mickey hat and ears for him. I've got a Mickey ice cream bar. I have a name tag that says like a cast member name that says Mr. Potato Head. I have a Mickey balloon with it. And then my sister got the same thing. But my mom loved it so much that she took my sister's and has it over. Um, I was playing with this the other day with my daughter. She's got like the safari Mickey hat and an autograph book and um, a teddy bear. And so it was these parks exclusive pieces for Mr. Potato Head. And they were awesome. That's awesome. I love it. And they have memories attached to them. You know, a, a funny one I have, the, you're going to laugh. So on top of my bookshelf, I have Mickey icon head confetti sprinkled on top of my bookshelf. Now, you know why I have that on my bookshelf? I didn't buy it at Party City. You probably could buy it at Party City. But you know what this stuff actually is? When I went in 2017 with my mom to Walt Disney World, we were on Main Street USA. We were in the bakery, the confectionery there. And it was late at night. Everyone was watching the fireworks. We were in the bakery, so there wasn't a lot of people there. And this guy comes up, and he's got uh, uh, it, it, one of the cast members. It's got – it's like a one of those – like an ice cube tray and it's covered but in each of the trays and each of the spots where the ice cubes would go are different colored jelly beans and the goal was to guess 
what the colored jelly beans, what character they represented at Disney, what Disney character. And if he got so many right, you got a special prize. Well, we guessed so many right, and he gave me um, a little bag of Mickey Mouse pixie dust, which was this Mickey Mouse confetti. That's so cool. it is. And, and it's so random and it's scattered on top of my bookshelf in my Disney room. And every time I look at that, it makes me think of Disney. I didn't buy it. It was just something I got that I was there. It was a magical moment in that moment. But in that moment, it makes me think of that trip with my mom. That's what, that's why, that's why when you get off of a ride at, at Disney world, you almost always land in the souvenir shop because yep. they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They are evoking the emotion of that experience that you had while you were there. And honestly, I don't think, yes, you're spending money. I get it. But that's part of the experience, whether it's at the world or you're walking into a Disney store, you know, we, you know, one of the the sayings that we had at the store and, and I don't think it's proprietary. I think it's perfectly fine to say is inspire a purchase. Because yeah. we live with these characters. We we love these characters so much that they can emotionally break us down and make us just remember fond parts of our life, you know? I mean, I would argue that 25% at least of my collection is based off of a memory. It's not just like something I bought. Like there's a memory attached to that. I would say probably another 10% of my collection is I worked at the Disney store and saw things. And <laughs> I worked there. I agree. Well, you know what? I, I'll tell you one collection that you and I both share are our toy box figures. So, uh, <laughs> so at the Disney store, yeah. So the Disney store came out with a line a few years back of their very own action figures of all kinds of different characters. And they run from Disney to Pixar to Marvel to Star Wars. I'm looking up right now. I got Doctor Strange and Thanos up on my shelf up there. Behind me, I got Captain Hook and Peter Pan. They just came out. Donald Duck and Goofy. And these are some of the, I mean, these are some major quality characters, man. Like for, 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 and for not breaking the bank. And I think that's what everyone thinks. I'm going to go to a Disney store and spend a ton of money. I mean, they, they range from the individual characters range from what? 1295 to 1495. Some of the two. And then holiday, they're, they're sometimes eight or 10 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I have like a Buzz Lightyear. I've got a, a Boba Fett, a Darth Maul, a Dr. Strange, um, I'm looking around. I'll look got Boba. I, I, I picked up the two pack of Winter Soldier and Captain America with the motorcycle. Like yeah. they're oh, a Mickey Mouse and Pluto. Like they're they're and they're really good quality without having to spend an arm and a leg. I'd love to see them do a Lion King line. I'd love to. Oh, like that'd be it. awesome. Even a villains line would. Be I would awesome. love to see a villains line. Give me, give me a scar. Give me a Jafar. Oh, oh. give me a Jafar. I want a Jafar so bad. A, anyway, a Captain Hook makes me um, a Captain Hook makes me uh, uh, promise. Uh, give me promise that they will. Um, Did you get Captain Hook, by the way? I didn't. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge Peter Pan Captain Hook guy. Okay. Well, Captain Hook is a very tall man, and they don't disappoint in the action figure. He is. He towers over Peter Pan. He's tall. That's my favorite. Like, that's my favorite yeah. thing. I have the Wreck It Ralph one, and he's huge. Yeah, he is with the pancakes. So my um my other tier that I do a lot of my shopping at, and this is honestly, if you aren't doing this, I highly encourage you to do it. 
I do a ton of thrift store shopping. Okay. And get a lot of really cool Disney merch that way. I've gotten some cool Disney records that way. I also raided my grandmother's basement and got like, so I have like a original Mary Poppins record that came out in the fifties because that's what they had in their house. And so that's fun to, to have. And I got an Iron Man figure. I got um, a lot of times you'll find like little toys or statues or cups or it, it, it's a great way to very cheaply build your collection but also it's a great way to find some really oddball stuff because one of the things about the Disney store is for the most part, they have their collections. Like at Disney, you're at the Disney store, you're going to see your classic dolls. You're going to see your figurines. You're going to see your, uh, you know, a couple toys here and there, but it, it, it all often is a lot of the same kind of things. Whereas at thrift stores, you can get, the most off the wall stuff that was made 15 years ago that you go, Oh my gosh, they made this. This is awesome. Yeah. Actually one of my prized, I won't say it's a possession. I actually use it was a, was a, um, a bag that was given to me. Someone founded a Salvation Army or a Goodwill store. I don't know where they got it, but it is an authentic Disney parks merchandise. Um, it's a, it's a little crossover bag. I've taken it with me to Disney world every time I've gone since I got it back in 2014. And it's an older bag. I mean, if you look at the inside, it doesn't say authentic Disney parks. It says Walt Disney world on it, which, you know, that's the way they used to brand it back when this thing was probably made. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great little bag. I'm, I'm so happy that I found I've also gotten it throughout the years things that people are purging out of their house and because they know that I love Disney. Um, So when my parents moved, my mom had when the mini beanbag characters had just come out, they my mom picked up all of the seven dwarves. And so this is when like Beanie Babies were all the rage. And so I, I have all seven dwarves in mini beanbag. And the, the other one that I think is funny, and I've shared some of these pictures in some of our episodes, you know, I've shared the pictures of the 40th anniversary McDonald's happy meal toys with like little viewfinders with, I think I've shared the splash mountain and the Roger rabbit one. And I have a um, Peter Pan's flight one. And there's a jungle cruise one where, you know, the, the Peter Pan one is Peter Pan on the pirate ship. And the jungle cruise is King Louie on the, on the jungle cruise boat. But the funniest one of that collection, you know, all those make sense. Like Mickey is is doing Space Mountain. Mickey can do anything he wants. Peter Pan's flying the pirate ship. That makes sense. Splash Mountain is Br'er, is Br'er Bear. But then it's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Winnie the Pooh is driving it. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is just a really odd choice of like, I'm just imagining the, you know, this is the wildest ride in the wilderness. And Pooh's just like, oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. So the the last thing I want to say before we we close out the uh, episode, because it does look like we're getting near closing time here, is that I think a lot of times people will collect stuff with the intent to to think that it's going to gain value at some point through the years. Again, if that's your end game, fine, so be it. But I think it's really important to call out that most of this stuff that you purchase is not going to triple, quadruple, quintuple, sextuple in value over the course of two or three or 10 or even 20 years. That that in a lot of cases, this stuff 
the, the, the value is intrinsic. It's not extrinsic. It's not, it's not something that you're buying for the ability to somehow get rich quick off of. It just doesn't work that way. A lot of people to this day, I've never, I still don't understand it. People see Disney product. I, I have friends who will, will, will email me or text me or message me and they'll say, Hey, I found this, you know, is it worth anything? And, and it's a classic doll from 20 years ago. Like, no, it's, it's not, it's, it's a Barbie doll from 20 years ago or the, you know, it, it, there's very few things that, you know, have, have the value that you think that they do. Uh, my favorite's the one that, you know, people were passing around the internet several years back. It still comes around every once in a while, the VHS tapes that have the black diamond on them. Somewhere, uh, yes. along the line, somewhere along the line, people got it in their head that these black diamond VHS tapes are worth thousands of dollars. They ain't. They are not worth. They're they're barely worth what you paid for them at the time. You remember the thrift store shopping that I saw? I have Fantasia, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Hundred One Dalmatians. I got them at the thrift store for ninety nine cents. Maybe not even that. Yeah. So again, be be cautious. You know, investing in something because you think it's going to be a a fast fortune opportunity. Now I'm not saying that everything's not everything's going to be like that. I mean, a great example is Disney store came out with the, the Mickey memories collection a couple years back. And the very first one of that series, the January edition, I was fortunate enough to actually be able to get one simply because I'm a steamboat Willie fan. You go onto eBay right now, you can see that that particular plush, because nobody knew what that collection was at the time. That particular plush actually does sell for about two to three hundred dollars on eBay, when you could have bought it for twenty nine, I think it was at the Disney store. It has gone up ten times in value, mainly because nobody knew what it was. The rest of the collection, however, which everybody rushed to get through the rest of the year, really isn't worth that much anymore. So again, collectability is about collecting it because it means something to you. Profitability is one of those things that you can't predict. It's only going to happen when the rarity of that item, again, when the supply and demand's there. If, if there's too much supply and not enough demand, it's not going to happen. It's only when there's more demand than meets the supply that the value of that goes up. So again, my, my point of this is this. Don't buy something because you think it's going to be a fast fortune. Buy it and collect it because it means something to you. So with that said, we're going to, you know, obviously post the pictures of the things that we talked about. So you can like really see, you know, we realize this is a audio thing you're listening to and we're talking about lots of visual things. So we'll post on our social media channels, but we also want to hear from you. We want you to comment on these posts with your pictures of your merch and what, not just, Hey, here's cool merch that I have, but what does that merch mean to you? What story is attached to that merch? That that to me is almost more interesting than the actual item itself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as we close out the show, I want to say one more thing. I want you to be listening to the episodes in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing something really special. So I mentioned those Sorcerer Mickey plush that I have. I have one that I want to give away to one of our lucky listeners. And so uh, over the next couple of weeks of episodes, I want you to listen. We're going to be coming up with a contest. We don't have the details yet to share today, but we are going to come up with a contest um, that's going to reward our listeners for helping us spread the news about the show, be it sharing it on your social media, writing a review, 
uh, talking about it on Twitter. And, and again, we're going to be sharing the details of that in the next couple of episodes. But by the end of the summer, by the end of August, our goal is to pick one lucky win- winner of the show to be able to ship one of these Sorcerer Mickeys to, uh, to you at the end of the summer. So just be on the lookout for that. We'll probably have more details of that as we kind of get into probably the Hamilton episode, which is coming up uh, in July. So just you know, be on the lookout for that. So Matt, it's closing time, buddy. How do they get a hold of us? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Shout out to my mother who sent us an email. Thanks, Mom. Love you. <laughs> Always good to get an email from your mother through your podcast channel. Um, so, woohoo! Yay, Moms. Yeah. We also uh, got one from Megan as well. Uh, She wasn't able to write a review, but she sent us an email. I do want to read that real quick. Uh, She says, I always listen to the podcast when going to bed. And since we just got a puppy, it masked the noise of him whining. Oh, poor puppy. Uh, I love listening to podcasts in the evenings, and I always gravitate towards this one. Thank you again for making an incredible podcast. Happy face. Thank you, Megan. So thank you to Megan and my mom. (laughs) <laughs> your mom was a, it was a very sweet email that your mom your mom yes it was it was it was very sweet um facebook is beers and ears podcast we got a great group on there and this is where we want um to, a lot of people to share pictures um twitter and instagram beers ears 1928 um shout out to eric on twitter again for sharing his unpopular opinions um i enjoyed reading those um so that was super fun to engage with you all on those platforms and uh rate and review us five stars five stars and new episodes every tuesday and friday we got lots of great new fun new initiatives coming up uh lots of fun episodes we just scheduled out the uh about a month out so we're we're really looking forward to what's coming up in the pod Absolutely. So that this episode's airing today. Uh, we're also going to be recording an episode that will air after this, uh, which is going to be all about the top 10 Disney villains. So you definitely want to tune in for that. So new episodes Tuesdays and Fridays, like Matt said. Uh, guys, have a wonderful rest of your week. Let's raise our glasses. Uh, this one has been on us. We'll see you again real soon, everybody. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.